Hello and welcome to Your Life Rocks, the podcast that equips working Christian moms to create balance, clear chaos, and reach goals in all areas of life. My name is Jenny Stemmerman, your host and fellow working mom. I am so glad that you're here to hang out with me today. This is episode 92, and today we are talking about stress. Yep, we all have it. It's just a part of life. But today we have a guest expert on who is going to be talking to us about not only a different perspective on the way that we can look at stress, but also really equipping us and how we can build up our stress resiliency so that when stress does happen, and we all know it will, we will be prepared to handle it in the best way possible. Now, before we get into our interview with our special guest, I do want to mention that this podcast episode is sponsored by Life Balance Membership. If you are a Christian working mom and you are looking to create more balance in your life, this is the system. You know, when we talk about creating balance in your life, it's really three points to really focus in on. Number one is including more Jesus in your life. Number two is making your world bigger by including other people in it. And number three is following the system. And in Life Balance Membership, you learn the exact system through our Life Balance course. This course will walk you through the exact 90-day system that I personally have used for a few years now, and it's what I used when I was at my rock bottom to help me create more balance in my life. Now, over the years, I've perfected it, and since then, I have helped hundreds of other women create more balance, clear away the chaos, and reach goals in all eight areas of life in a 90-day segment of time. Now, in addition to the Life Balance course, inside the membership, you will find a ton of resources to help you really reach those goals in your faith, your marriage, parenting, career, health, finances, home, and lastly, friends and fun. Now, I want you to try all of this out for yourself to make sure it's the right system for you. So you can start your free seven-day trial by going to lifebalancemembership.com. I hope that you take that step to creating more balance in your life today. After all, it's completely free for a whole week for you to give it a try. After that, it's just less than $10 a month. So go check it out, lifebalancemembership.com. Now, our special guest that we have joining us today is Gina Poyer. She is a happily married mom of three, stress management coach, and writer who helps overwhelmed, exhausted moms find peace and purpose in the everyday. Now, she's got a lot of really great resources to help all of us out, including a really awesome thing for you for free. And she'll be sharing that at the end of the episode. So make sure you stick around for that. All right. So without further ado, let's get into the interview. Well, Gina, I am so excited to have you to come on the show because stress is something that you're an expert in and stress is something that I think all of us, including myself, struggle with like on a daily basis. So I'm super excited to learn from you. But before we get into all of that goodness, share with us a little bit more about who you are. Sure. Well, my name is Gina Poirier, or you can say Poirier if you're Canadian or French. (laughs) And um, I am a Christian, a wife, a mom of three. I am, people ask me what I do and I don't know how to answer. I, <laughs> I am a writer, a blogger, an entrepreneur, um, and also a homeschool mom. So I have a pretty full life, but my main base is GinaMPoirier.com where I help overwhelmed, exhausted moms find peace and purpose in the everyday. I love that. How old are your kids? My kids are eight, six, and four, and we are also in the process of an international adoption, but we're not really sure when that's going to go through. We're kind of waiting right now. Oh my goodness. (laughs) So you have 
a very full plate. You know, it's funny that you mentioned homeschool. Um, working full time, my younger son, who's eight, he wants to be homeschooled so badly. And I thought, well, maybe we can juggle something. No, I like that. I just, you know, <laughs> like we tried it for a couple of weeks this summer to be like, okay, let me see if I can juggle like full-time work plus you homeschool. Like it just, no, no. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, it's, bud. It's yeah. tough. You know, we started it a couple of weeks ago and this is always such a hard time of year. I think for homeschool moms universally, because all the other moms are sending their kids off to school and they're like, yay, we're so excited. We have, you know, time to breathe. And I'm just like, my life is getting busier. Yeah. Yeah. And even just, you know, as a working mom, like it makes it easier because I don't have to think so much about childcare during the day, but now I have to like, remember they have to do homework when when I get home. It's not just like, Hey, let's go outside and play. It's oh yeah, you have to do homework and you have to get to bed on time and let's get back into schedule. So it's a little bit different uh, for sure. Yeah. Well, each has its own challenges. Totally it does. Totally it does. But for you, I mean, managing homeschool, writing, I mean, your whole career that you're doing and, and adopting, I mean, that's a lot to balance. And this show is all about helping moms find more life balance in their life. So talk to me about how you define life balance for yourself amongst all that you have going on. Yeah, so I that's an interesting question to ponder, and I think it's something I hear moms talk about a lot. A friend of mine the other day, we were talking about which activities we were and weren't doing, and she goes, oh yeah, it's all about balance. I'm like, yes, this elusive balance, what is it? And I think it doesn't mean that your life isn't busy. I think it's more of a mindset when I think of, you know, Philippians 4, when it talks about the peace of God, which transcends understanding, that's what comes to mind. I think when I'm in that mindset of, I think, surrendering to God and having good priorities in place and having a good vision for what I'm doing with my life and why, I think that's when I'm finding that I have the most balance. Yeah, absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I mean, of course, we define balance very similar to that here at Your Life Rocks, where we define it by setting and moving towards goals in all eight areas of life. Mm-hmm. So you are being intentional about what it is that you're going after, what it is that you're doing and how you're spending your time. So very similar, very similar, but it is totally a mindset because it can be a mindset too of the opposite end, which I think a lot of people, especially, you know, living in the world can feel of that overwhelm and chaos. And there's almost like a pride in over busy, which, yes. yeah, yes. Which I think we're definitely can easily be slipped into that, but that's where I'm always reminded, like we are, we're called to be set apart from that and to have peace mm-hmm. and not that chaos. Yeah. I, and I definitely relate to that. I mean, I, I've been talking recently with one of my friends about the idols that we can have. And I definitely feel like one of mine is productivity and busyness and reputation. And it's just, I mean, even as a Christian, a lot of Christians will be that way and they can make it look really spiritual and godly, but it's, <laughs> you can't keep it up. And I don't think it is godly when that is in fact your idol. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anything apart from God, that's where we can get into trouble. But this is what I think is so great. And I'm so excited to have you on to talk about this because in that busyness, whether it's back to school time or any time of the year, there's always going to be stress, whether it's around our careers or around unmet expectations or, you know, there's just always it piling up. And I love that we're having you on because you're here to help equip us to (laughs) deal with some of the stress that we have so that we can be a little bit better at it. Now, so when I know like you talk a lot about stress management, so 
can you just define for us a little bit about what stress management is? I mean, obviously I think about managing the stress that we have, but do you think stress is something that's avoidable? Uh, no, <laughs> stress is not avoidable. Uh, I've actually been researching this a lot uh, the past couple of years, kind of in my own life. And then I wanted to share what I was learning, but I, I wanted to get a little bit more just scientific and biblical backbone to what I was teaching to my audience. And so I actually got certified American Association of Christian Counselors in stress management. And what I learned was that, again, stress isn't avoidable. Stress is a part of life. And actually, stress isn't a positive or a negative. I think like when I ask people what, what they think of when they think of the word stress, it's automatically negative. Like, oh, I just tighten up when I think about stress. I'm so stressed. But in reality, it's just a part of our biology. It's, I believe, the way God made us. And if you think about it, I think you've heard probably of the fight or flight response. Okay, that makes sense. That's a pretty simplistic way of looking at it. Like when there's a stressful event going on, you go into this mode where your your pulse goes up, your body's releasing hormones so that you can respond to the situation at hand. But it's a lot more complex than that because you're not always in a fight or flight situation. But the point is God made us that way. And ultimately it can be for our good. And so whether that's you responding to an emergency or in the long term, stress can actually help you grow as a person. It can help you reach out to people for help and build relationships. And there are a lot of benefits to it. So in and of itself, it's not bad. It's the way God created us. I even think of in James 1 and Romans 5, where it talks about our sufferings leading to perseverance and our own personal growth. And that's the stress response working for our good. Where we get into trouble is when it's, you know what this is, like in a, we're in a chronic state of stress and we're not recovering from that stress response. And that's where it starts to really hurt our bodies and our spirits. Mm, that's good. And I, I love the, how you started off just really talking about that perspective, because it is whenever you think about the word stress, it automatically goes to the negative of someone feeling stressed, feeling like <laughs> in, in a very negative way, right? Like yeah. I, I've never heard anyone like say, refer to stress as like a positive. Like, oh, I'm feeling stressed. Yay, you know? Right, yeah. And that's kind of our culture. A lot of the research in uh, the last century so, or so has really created that culture where stress is killing you, stress is killing you. And sometimes that mindset can be actually more harmful than helpful. Like we get stressed about getting stressed and it's kind yeah. of this vicious cycle. <laughs> yeah, and it's almost like a shameful thing. Like if you feel stressed, then there must be something wrong or that you're doing something wrong. So I love that perspective that God created stress for your good, for you to be able to grow. And so when we're feeling that stress come on, what are some of those things that we can do to help kind of counteract that? So it can be for our good versus not for our good. Yeah, I think that's a good place to start is just recognizing that, okay, I am having a stressful response to a situation. Like, that is a neutral thing that my body is doing. Cool. <laughs> That's a good place to start. <laughs> but I think from there, just recognizing, okay, well, when it comes to stress, there are going to, like, life is stressful. Life is going to happen. And so in this stressful situation, what are the things I can control? And what are the things that I can't control? And 
I think that when I look at it, a lot of the things that cause us stress and different things cause different people stress, but for the most part, a lot of it can be outside of your control. Uh, there are two ways I define it. There are stress environments. So a stress environment could be, you know, maybe your, your workplace, you have a really crazy boss or erratic coworkers, or maybe you live in an unsafe neighborhood or real serious, like right now, as we're recording this, there is a hurricane and flooding going on. That is a stress environment that they cannot control. And that is very stressful. And it is normal if people are having stress responses to that event. And uh, another thing that you can't control are stress events. So I guess the hurricane is, is a stress event. Um, sometimes they're positive events, like getting married is a pretty stressful event because of the life changes that happen or having a baby or maybe negative things like job loss or going through a divorce. So these are the things we can't control. And I think when you recognize that you can't control them, then what can you do? You can pray. I mean, and that as a Christian, like, I don't know, I mean, that is like the only thing that you can really do. And, um, and so I think that's knowing that and recognizing that and handing over those big burdens and things you can't control over to God are a big part. And, and then I think when you're, when you're recognizing that, uh, you're, not, you're naturally not going to be trying to control everything because you're handing over that control to what it belongs. Now, on the other hand, there are things that you can control. So you can't control the stress environments. You can't control the stress events but you can control your response. So I already mentioned prayer is a great response, but you can also increase your resiliency. And so some ways to do that are to prevent yourself from going down paths where you're really aggravating the stress response. Uh, things like negative thought patterns, I think those can make your stress worse or just having really poor boundaries. I know you talk a lot about that, uh, how important setting personal boundaries with just your, your time or your thoughts or your energy. Um, so when you're doing that, that can help you not aggravate your stress response. And then I mentioned resilience. When you are taking care of yourself and you are more physically healthy, you're getting enough sleep, you're getting the mental rest you need, you're getting the spiritual support that you need and the friendships and the community, that makes you a lot more resilient to stress. So those are the things you can control and they can actually go a long way in preventing this chronic stress response in your life. I love that you mentioned the way that you're taking care of your body and, and yourself in general leading up into stress so that you are like ready to take stress on because stress is just a part of life. Like we're always going to have stress. There's going to be something that happens in my day to day. I don't know what it is going to be, but it's going to cause me some stress. But I love the way that you really talked about being proactive about the way that we take care of our bodies in order to be able to be more resilient to that when it happens. Because it is so true, like what your sleep pattern, the way that you eat, like it all can have a, a compounding effect on the way that you're handling stress. Right now in my health, I'm really diving deep into just like hormone levels and like at different points in your cycle and the way that you eat or the way that you exercise or the way that you sleep during those different hormonal cycles within that month, how that can really affect the way that your body and the way that you emotionally react to things. And I think it's so beautiful the way that God has woven everything together for us, that mm -hmm. when we live according to his word and that we do take care of ourselves the way that the word tells us to, that it makes those road bumps in life a little bit easier. Yeah, definitely. I think uh, I think that's great that you're 
paying attention to just your nutrition and just the, the cycles in your body. I mean, our bodies are so beautiful and intricate and complicated and sometimes we don't even know what's going on, but it is all connected. And so the more that we can do to just be good stewards of our body, I think a lot of times people are motivated by, oh, I just want to fit into those jeans or I just want to look better. But I think for me, when I think, you know, God has given me this body as this gift, like, why wouldn't I want to take care of it? Like you take care of a car how much more complex are are we and what a gift it is. So I think that has helped me as well. Like personally, a big, so as I've been studying and learning about this, a big transition I made was just sleeping more. I think I went, I had this mentality of, you know, trying to squeeze as much out of my time and energy as I could and forcing myself to get up out of bed after seven hours. And that's all I got. And seven hours isn't bad but I think when I really started listening to my body I, I realized I needed at least eight and I it feels it's amazing how much better I feel yeah and it like primes you to be functioning better in all mm-hmm. kinds of different stress situations which I know brings us to like your third point but before we get there I just want to review the first two things that we've talked mm-hmm. about so far which is number one really changing your perspective around stress and realizing that it's a neutral evaluation of your current state it's just right being able to have that perception that it's not good, it's not bad, it's just how are we going to deal with this? Um, And then number two is really controlling your response. And like you said, we can't control all of those events that might happen around us or to us, but we can control the way that we respond to them. And so number one is always praying and then not um, aggravating the things that are going on. So your negative self-talk, the boundaries, and just really making sure that you're building up your resilience to stress and the way that you're taking care of your body and other things. Now, before we move on, is there anything else that we could do resilience wise just to prepare for stress that might come? Oh yeah, (laughs) there are tons of things. So um, I think I like to think of ways to create that resiliency in in three ways. There is emotional, mental self-care, physical self-care, and spiritual self-care. So when I am trying to be more resilient to stress, I think of what, how I can, I think, feed myself in those three ways, so to speak. And so for physically, for example, it's, it's stuff you probably already know. It's things like getting enough sleep, staying hydrated, getting adequate nutrition, you're keeping out toxic things like too much sugar and processed food and things like that. It is getting, make, exercising and just making your body stronger and doing the right kind of exercises. I think mentally and emotionally learning how to address those, that toxic thinking and knowing how to set good boundaries and knowing how to have healthy relationships. And I think actively working on those. And then also one thing that I've done, if you want something practical, I know those are kind of like big picture things, like how do I have better boundaries in my life? But um, one real practical thing that has helped me a lot is just limiting my screen time. I do this with my kids and I realize why am I not doing this more with myself? Because research is showing more and more how much constant stimulation from our phones and our screens is really damaging our brains and not giving us adequate time to be able to think deeply and ultimately be able to recover from stress. Like, what do we do when we're burnt out? It's really easy to just flip to your Facebook feed rather than just having some quiet time. And I think that quiet time is going to give 
your brain the opportunity it needs to recover. And then uh, spiritually, well, I'll, I'll talk about that in my next point. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> That's perfect. That's perfect. So I know some of our audience, when you guys are listening to the show, that some of you listen with your notebooks open and you're taking notes um, and, and really finding ways that help you grow. So I hope if you're taking notes that you would just write down maybe on a sheet of paper, three different columns, one that says physical at the top, one that says emotional, mental at the top, and one that says spiritual at the top, and that you can brainstorm some ideas. Gina's given you some great examples of some things that you can do to build up your resiliency to stress. But think for yourself, what things can you, that you know yourself well enough that you can do to help build up that resiliency for yourself. So a um, little side note for the listeners to help them take some notes. So Gina, talk to us a little bit about spirituality and, and kind of rest. I know that that's something you're a big advocate for when it comes to stress management. Yeah. So I've read a lot about stress management secularly. I mean, there's, you know, go to Barnes and Noble or whatever, and just browse through the books or there's a lot of self-help material out there. But I think for me, like I, everything I do, it, there has to be a biblical foundation. Otherwise I'm just, it doesn't work for me. It doesn't mm-hmm. motivate me. You know what I mean? And so I, I was like, what's one concept that can kind of pull all of this together? And I think what dawned on me was the concept of rest, which is very biblical. You can look at it as a discipline, but basically it's something that I don't hear a whole lot of Christians talk about. I hear some maybe because again, I've been researching and thinking about this a lot, but we hear a lot about giving and sacrificing and that's that's good and we should but there's also a very clear message throughout the old and new testaments about rest it starts with the creation story god created for six days and then he rested i also see it in nature i think of even daily we have night and we have day that was in the creation story and we see that now like everybody needs to sleep so we see very like physical and real manifestations of this concept we, we see it in seasons we even see it i always joke like women we see it in our menstrual cycles there's monthly like a time where we need to slow down god built us this way and uh, in the old testament there was a commandment to the israelites one of the Ten Commandments, actually, to take a weekly Sabbath. They also had every seven years a Sabbath for the land. So it extended not just to people, but to their animals and everything around them, their entire environment. Every 50 years, they had a year of Jubilee where debts were forgiven. So it's just, it's just this theme that's woven throughout Scripture. Jesus talked about it. Now, by his time, the Jews had gotten legalistic about it and were missing the whole heart of it, uh, which I believe is the opportunity to stop, to respect the way God created you, created your body, created our world, that we're not just going, 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 going all the time. And why, you know, you think about even in the creation story, like why did God rest? He didn't need to, but he chose to as a chance to kind of step back and celebrate and appreciate creation. And that's what the Israelites are commanded to do with the Sabbath. It was a day of worship, of relaxing. It wasn't just, you know, binging on Netflix or, you know, whatever we (laughs) might do today. Um, But it was a time to connect with their creator. And so 
pulling it all together. So like, how does that apply to us today? I don't know a lot of Christians who follow a Sabbath strictly. And I don't like personally, I don't believe that it's like you have to do this, but it is a, is a choice and there are a lot of ways to practice it. So you can do like a weekly Sabbath. And for centuries, Christians have done that. It's only been the last 50 years or so that we've really kind of shifted away from that. But there are a lot of other ways to practice this concept of Sabbath and slowing down and choosing rest because that is the way God created us. And that's an opportunity to connect with him and remember why we're here and who we are. That's so good. And it's so true because it's hard these days to take a Sabbath, like it from the physical standpoint to the emotional and the mental standpoint of even just that mindset of stopping, especially as moms. I think Mm -hmm. at least for me, I've struggled a lot with having a day of rest because everything is work, right? Right. The family is work, doing laundry is work. And if I don't do it today, then when am I going to have a chance to do it? Like we kind of get into this rhythm and this mindset of not being able to put the brakes on and to rest. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's tough. Um, I heard a term recently called fake resting and it's a mom thing, which is what you (laughs) said, like, well, everybody else gets the day off. It's my time to catch up and do laundry and, you know, this project or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Yeah. But it's funny because we, we all fall into that. I mean, even for me, I mean, we talk a lot about, um, you know, within the Facebook group and I have a free course. It's all about, you know, up-leveling your Sunday prep day so you can be set for the next week. Mm -hmm. But, you know, it's, I think we all kind of can fall into that trap of work, 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 always doing, but taking that time to rest. Now, do you feel like it needs to be a full day of Sabbath or do you feel like just having that time to pause and to really be present with God. I think we need varying degrees of Sabbath. I mean, I think we see that as the example given in the Bible. There's, they didn't call it daily Sabbath, but we see Jesus taking time early in the morning. We see in the Psalms talking about connecting with God. So I, I like to think it, having a daily quiet time is a pretty Sabbathy thing to do. Is that a word? Sabbathy? I don't know. <laughs> I was on um, but I like it. I like it. It is now. It is now. <laughs> Um, I think personally, so here's how I put this into practice in my life. And as I've shared, like, I'm very, very busy. I, but I was like, you know what, I'm just gonna do this experiment. I'm gonna try a weekly Sabbath. And so what that looks like for me, uh, I mentioned earlier, you know, the screens as being a big problem of constant stimulation. So I have a weekly electronics Sabbath. Well, let me clarify. I have a weekly don't check my email and don't get on social media. I'll, I'll get on to maybe look at an e-reader. I'm not against watching a movie with the family or anything like that. So I think that has been very powerful. And then as a part of that personally, so I've taken my Sundays and I have not allowed myself to work because I work from home. And so Sunday afternoons are kind of a slower time and I was working, but I just was feeling so drained going into the week. So I've decided that Sundays I'm not doing the uh, email or social media and I'm not doing any work uh, and I'm for the most part not doing any housework and that has I mean you just got to try it to see if it works for you and we you know sometimes like last Sunday was tough because we had a lot of social commitments and I'm an introvert so I was feeling pretty burnt out so I'm still kind of working out like eh, you know what kind of you know someone has a birthday party I don't want to miss out so I mean you know, it's kind of a moving target. And I don't, I think Jesus didn't want us to be legalistic about it, but I have found a lot of value in a weekly Sabbath. And then on top of that, I think it's important as the Israelites, 
you know, they had the every seven years Sabbath and things like that. It's, it's good to do like bigger, like bigger periodically Sabbath things. <laughs> that makes sense. So the Israelites, they had major celebrations throughout the year. And I think for us, what that can translate into is, you know, when during that Christmas season, how can we make it a more restful time rather than a crazy busy time, which again, it's hard to avoid, but I think we're more mindful of that. Or maybe, okay, if we go on vacation, what's going to be the most enriching for our body, mind, and soul? And just thinking of our rest in those godly terms is really helpful. I, I love that you put it that way too. And I, for, so for those of you that are taking notes, kind of in that spiritual column, I would just challenge you to think about the things that do cause stress, that do cause anxiety. I know for me, whenever I am on social media, it does create a certain level of anxiety for myself, you know, just even because I'm an introvert too. So whenever <laughs> I'm having to do people stuff, like that can cause a little bit of stress. And so I think just trying to figure out how you can balance that out with some of that quiet time where you're really with God or taking a break from whatever it is that is stressing you out. So if you're taking notes in that spirituality column, maybe just think about the things that you need to take a break from, that you need to take a rest from, not focusing so much on what you'll do during rest or where your rest is going to be, but really what it is that you just need to take a break from um, and start there as you're making that rest Sabbath work for you. Good advice. <laughs> and it might look a little different for everybody. I mean, what that's what's weird about stress. My husband and I were talking about this last night, and I think there isn't one universal stressor that everybody deals with. It's all based on what is important and most important to you. So I think for moms, maybe, you know, our kids can be a big stressor, but other things like some people get really stressed out by their finances while other people seem to be a lot more surrendered in that area. Good for them. I'm not one of them, but <laughs> you know, but I think identifying, you know, what your stresses are and what's valuable to you and then identifying, okay, I need to turn it off for this time period. That's a good word. That is really good word. All right, Gina. Well, thank you so much for sharing these points with us and talking to us a little about stress. I know it has blessed many people. It's blessed me. It's got me thinking about the ways that I can really build up my resiliency um, and really changing my perspective around stress. I think that that's really where it starts. And that was your, your first thing to really deliver to us was that stress is kind of neutral. And so really take it from that point. Um, and then number two, really controlling your response to that, reminding us to pray. That is really where stress relief <laughs> comes from, is from God. But not to aggravate the things that can bring about a negative response with stress for us too. And I love that those really putting it into those three different points to build up our resiliency, both the physical, emotional, mental, and then spiritual, and giving us a whole perspective on Sabbath and rest. And sometimes we just need that encouragement that it's okay to take a rest. Yes, you have permission. That's what I say. You have permission to rest. In fact, you should rest. <laughs> so everyone pull your car over to the side of the road. No, just kidding. Rest. Yeah, well, I will add one thing that has helped me too is sometimes taking a break and stopping is actually the faithful decision. I think of farmers in ancient Israel or farmers anywhere, actually, like imagine you're in the middle of planting season or in the middle of harvest season, and you've got to get this work done because your livelihood depends on it. 
and then, but you, you know, it's Sabbath and you have to stop. I mean, that was the expectation God had on them and they had to be faithful that, okay, even though I'm stopping my work, I am going to be faithful because God told me to do this. And so I think the same thing applies to us. Maybe we're not farmers, but knowing that, okay, if I don't get the laundry done this weekend, we're not going to die. And it is the faithful decision. I mean, I don't know how the laundry gets done, but I am faithfully choosing to stop because I know that that is the more important thing. That's a great, great final perspective to have on everything that we've talked about. So Gina, what Bible verse do you have for us? I know you've shared so much just biblical perspective on stress with us, but we do love to share word of God every single episode. So which, which scripture do you have? This is a scripture that speaks to me over and over again, because I'm a busy person. I'm a performer. I am, I idolize produ- productivity as I shared earlier. And this is in second Corinthians 12 verse nine. And it's kind of in a longer piece that Paul's writing here, but he said, but he said to me, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest on me. So he's talking about how when he's weak, it's an opportunity for God's power to shine through. And I go to that over and over again, because I'm always falling short. I'm always well, in my perspective anyway, like I'm dropping the ball somewhere. I'm not measuring up and that stresses me out, but just realizing that that's an opportunity for God to work. And so that motivates me again, like I said, the faithful decision to stop and to rest, it gives that space for God to work. Amen. Amen. That's so, that's so perfectly ties into everything that we were talking about. And I think it really encourages a lot of us because we all drop the ball. Like that's the thing, right? Is that there's no perfect, balanced, stress-free life. Like that just does not exist this side of heaven. And so I love that you share that verse that, you know, he does make us strong and he does make it all work together when we are faithful and we follow his commands. So that's, that's beautiful. Well, Gina, I know that you have some great resources to help us out for stress management. So what do you have for us? Well, right now I have a free five-day email course called Stress Less. If you want to dig in a little bit deeper about some of these concepts we've talked about today, that's exactly what this course is about. And it'll give you some daily thoughts and some prompts you can work through. So I hope that you'll find that helpful. And where can people grab that? They can grab it. uh, It's at my website, ginaemporier.com. And you can find it in the sidebar. I've also got a lot of articles on stress management. So you can just click on the top and find stress management and it should be pretty easy to find. Awesome. And we'll make sure we link to that in our show notes page. If you just go to yourliferocks.com forward slash podcast, you can find everything about Gina there. Gina, thank you so much for coming on Your Life Rocks. We so loved having you. It was my pleasure. I really enjoyed talking to you, Jenny. You guys, I have to tell you, I got so much out of my time with Gina. And since our interview, I spent some time in prayer really examining the whole idea of Sabbath and just where God would have me place that in my life. Because I truly believe that balance comes from obedience. Peace comes from obedience. And if that's what God is calling us to do, then I want to be obedient to him. 
but I cannot see where I could fit in a Sabbath. So I know that God can show me the things that I cannot see. So I've been praying and he's shown me a window of time in my week that I can really just dedicate to resting and reflecting on his glory and really just worshiping him. And I'm really looking forward to adding that into my life. And it's my hope and prayer that you would find that same, that he would just speak to you with clarity and open up your schedule and show you where you can find rest in him as well. Now, if you are getting great value from these podcasts, it would mean the world to me if you would share it with a friend. In most podcast apps, whatever you're listening to this in, there is probably a little share button where you can share it on social media or text message or email, whichever works best for you. Or you can just head on over to facebook.com forward slash your life rocks. And that is where I post all of these episodes. You can share it directly from there as well. And if someone shared this podcast with you and this is your first time listening, thank you so much for taking time out and listening to this show. I hope that you hit subscribe so you don't miss a single one of our upcoming episodes. I want to thank our sponsor again, lifebalancemembership.com. If you are truly ready to cut the chaos and follow a system that's really going to bring you balance and bless your life in a big way, I encourage you to start your free seven-day trial today. Just go to lifebalancemembership.com and there will be two buttons, one for you to learn more if you feel like you need to learn a little bit more about it and another one just to get started. It's a whole week to check it out, no strings attached. And if you decide that you want to stick around, which most people do, then it's just $9.99 a month, less than $10 so that you can learn the system, have those reinforcements and accountability to actually stick through. Trust me, I know what it's like to try many different systems, to try many different planners, and just to not succeed. We want to help you succeed. So we have that accountability of a great community as well. I hope that you have the most amazing week ever. And until next week, keep building a life that rocks. Bye.